All right, guys, uh, listen to some blues riff and B. Watch me for the changes and try and keep up, okay? Michael J. Fox as Marty McFly from Back to the Future in 1985. How does country artist Chris Jansen work that scene from Back to the Future into our visit coming up during this episode? Hang around, you'll find out. While having a conversation about the divorce of Tish and Billy Ray Cyrus, Donna offers up this piece of advice. Put the oxygen mask on yourself first, just like you're told when flying on an airplane. In order to be healthy, happy, and be able to help other people, you have to take care of yourself first. On the plane, and on the plane, and on in life. Plane. And which country star has the hair of a troll doll? It's all coming up during this episode of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. Oh, and Donna promises the boys a very special something, 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 something. When you join us at the parking lot party, Gallery Furniture, Saturday, May 21st. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. It's a podcast where we talk about things that you're, you're already talking about with your family and your friends. We have conversations about current events, pop culture, trends, music, award shows like the CMT Music Awards this week, plus endearing and revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. If you're new to the podcast, this is where Donna jumps in, and she gives her now expanded Plinko. Ah, my name is Donna. I'm Kelly's wife. Okay, what are you going to add? What are we going to learn about you right now? I never broke a bone until I was in my 30s, and I broke my wrist ice skating with you. Yes. I went through my entire... No, 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 no
and had to withdraw from hosting the CMT Music Awards. Do you think they tested her or did she test herself? My understanding, it was a, it was a standard test, Procedure. a round test or round of testing for everyone involved in the show. Kane Brown co-hosted with her last year. Here is Kelsey and Kane Monday morning on CBS This Morning with uh, Gail King and who else is on there? Do we know? A couple fellas. Okay. Gail and a couple fellas from CBS This Morning. Basically <laughs> feeling okay at this point. Um, just a bit of a broken heart. That's all. When did you get the call, Kane, that you were going to be on the stage tonight? Because I think, wow. Uh, the day before yesterday, I was in Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. Had to rush back and then uh, pulled up and rehearsed yesterday. <laughs> so it was cool. It was, uh, and it's, I'm excited. It's, it's very interesting how we got it set up with Kelsey. And, um, you know, I'm just so excited to get to do it again. Uh, I was honestly kind of bummed when I found out that you only do it two years in a row, and then they pass it on to somebody else. So I'm stop glad right I get to, to come. stop right there. Have you seen that written anywhere? Is that in a policy mm, somewhere? That's like a senator or something. You know what I mean? Do you think that's true? Because Maybe. Listen, they had to get Kane out to bring in Captain America. I forgot his name, but he was the one that was to co-host with Kelsey originally, which is an ABC Disney franchise. Chris I, Pine? No. Um, I'll look it up. Oh, I know who I'm not. Yeah. Captain America is ABC Disney. Why is CBS Viacom? allowing them to get the uh, exposure anyway. Do, do you think that there's truly that policy? Like, I want to go back, and I just, I'm tired, don't have time. I would go back and look at the list of, of hosts and see if anyone has ever hosted three times because that would absolutely blow the theory that they told Kane. Now, listen, uh, we can't have you back because we, you know, it's pretty standard. We don't, we don't let anyone host more than two years. He's like, what? Oh, man. I wonder if they only pull that policy out if someone's, like, not doing a great job. I want to know, is that a policy? Where is that written? Or can, we, can we find he a list of hosts? He is so, like, I love him so much, but he is so, his energy is so calm yeah. and, like, you know, I'm so excited. Like, it's like, you are? Kelsey yeah. wound up doing a lot of stuff virtually from her home in Nashville Monday night. CMT sent over a pink piece of the pink carpet, and they sent over a CMT music award step and repeat. This is Kelsey from her Instagram account Monday afternoon. When you can't make it to the carpet, so they bring the carpet to you, and it just happens to be in your driveway outside of your garage. She's wearing like Michael Kors, like all of the outfits, all the outfits that she would have worn Monday night hosting. She she was getting into them at home and doing her own hair and makeup. Um, she's here's one of the reasons I hate that she missed this opportunity, and there'll be others. I think there were so many companies, movie studios, um potential endorsements that were going to watch her tonight and then act and then launch and then just grab her. Yeah, she's so cute. She's going places. I'm telling yeah. you, it's not just country music. Kelsey Ballerini is so much more than just country music. Yeah, she's and I think adorable. Had she, had she gotten a host, I think we would all woken up Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, and she would have suddenly been the spokesperson for CoverGirl or uh, something huge, I think. you know, There'll be other opportunities for sure, but I, I know she was devastated. Collaborations Monday night included uh, Brian Adams and Jason Aldean. Song that, uh, no stranger to that song, of course, Brian Adams is not. He's been singing Heaven for 60 years. But uh, they did that on CMT Crossroads. They were paired for Crossroads not too long ago, a couple of years ago. I'm a huge Brian Adams fan, and I'm a huge Jason Aldean fan, but i got to tell you, it sounded a little flat to me. Sometimes Jason sounds flat. Uh, I think the better singer he sings with, the better he has to do. Because, you know, he's been on this duet circuit with Carrie Underwood. And, 
I mean, you got to bring it, as we've talked about before, to sing with her. So I think he's, you know, he's probably, I don't know, he's probably been like, he thought, well, this is going to be a little bit easier. You know what I mean? But they both kind of have a monotone delivery. So, um, well, he and, he and Brian Adams both, you're saying? Yeah, kind of. But I love Brian Adams and I love him. So I'm all here. I'm here for it. Mickey Guyton with uh, Black Pumas for Monday night and the CMT Music Awards. Sounds great. Fabulous. She nailed it. You know, we've been, you've been hard. We, I have been very harsh. Not we, you have been hard on her in the past, but um, I think she, she did a great job. Great, great job. Winona and Naomi oh. reunited for the, I don't have audio. I'm sorry. <laughs> reunited for the first time in 20 years or, or did a live TV performance for the first time in 20 years. I'm not convinced it was live. Did a you lot of it see him on the red night. carpet? A lot, a lot of it was not live Monday. And you know, when that was blown, you know, when CMT blew their cover about most of it, not being live Monday night is when, Luke Combs came down with COVID and could not film the piece with Old Dominion, so Kane Brown stepped in. You saw that Monday night. That was taped two and a half weeks ago when Luke popped positive for COVID-19. It was at that point I went, wait a minute. If they're taping two and a half weeks out performances, a lot of Monday nights can be recorded, and it was. It doesn't make it any different. I thought CMT did a great job. I thought they did too. Well, and he has to be really careful right now because his wife, uh, Nicole, is pregnant. pregnant. And so I know they're trying to keep everybody safe. Not just a performance of the judge they announced on Monday. Don't even get me going. The final tour. Okay. They've already had a final tour. I went With to Martina the, McBride. I, I went to the Judd's like. That wasn't the final tour, Don? No. Turns out. No, I went to that, but I also went to their big. Um, Farewell. No. Reunion. Stop. I went to their thing at the um, Country Music Hall of Fame. Where they had all their costumes and they had the car and they had everything and their final tour. Mm. No, mm. just like Tom Brady. Here we go again. How often do we talk about this? Okay. What well, happens all the time? Winona looked great on the red carpet. <sighs> Naomi looked like Rita Moreno. Does anybody know who Rita Moreno I is? Don't help me. Yeah, just an uh, yeah, an older Spanish actress. And I mean, there was something going on with her. She kind of was channeling Bonnie Raitt with her hair. Okay, but yeah. Oh boy. Can you imagine after the first weekend of shows? Like a troll doll. With the little hair. I'm just saying. I'm not Can you imagine mean. Naomi Judd after the first weekend on the road? How frazzled she's going to be. And how frazzled Winona's going to be, too. I, they will travel separately. I yeah. Can, yeah. I'll give you my word on that. I think it's a whole different ballgame, like we talked about in the last podcast. I think this time, Winona's running the show. And I think she's like, Mama. This is how it's going to go down. Mama. I think she probably even brought her band. Not even like they're not even using. I don't know. Maybe they're using the old Judd's band. But I think oh. she's like, listen, this is what we're doing, and this is how you're gonna get over the bridge. And walk, walk this way and follow me. Yeah. Watch your step, and we'll get through this, Mama. But yeah. I'm in charge. Yeah. I'm in charge this round. And she's got on that. Why not? Got on those that black shoulder padded Elvis blazer. Yeah. What did she tell you that time about her hair? Uh, Mama got to go work. Don't touch the hair. You went in for an extra hug. I, I love wine. I always have. It was a little handsy. It was not handsy. It was. And she... She was like an owl. She can't move. She can't move her head. But she called you off. What are you talking about? Oh, she was like, don't touch the hair. 
Right. Well, she was 30 seconds from walking out on stage to do a show. She's like, Mama's got to go to work. And then she busted through those double doors. And the crowd roared. And there she comes. Ladies and gentlemen, why Nona? I, we will not put that picture in the letter, but I will tell you that's the worst picture I've ever taken in my life. The only reason I'm, I'm okay with it is because I was so pregnant. I was like eight months pregnant, and I was actually, I've told, said this before, I was bigger than Winona. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Ten dates are on the books for the final tour. Will they add more? I would imagine. We'll see how the first ten go. I think they're testing. Uh, a couple of dates for markets where we have a great concentration of pod peeps. That would be uh, Fort Worth, Texas. October 22nd, Dickey's Arena. Home to Nashville. That is the final of the 10 dates right now. October 28th at Bridgestone Arena. Huntsville. We love you in Huntsville. October 15th. So they're not going far. Uh, Duluth, Georgia. That's uh, Atlanta. On October 14th. Plus Grand Rapids, Toledo, Sioux City. So Sioux Falls, South Dakota. A couple. Of I months. think we're going to have to go to Duluth. I would love to go see them. Yeah. Right, let's plan on it. I would let's love to. do it. The uh, CMT Music Awards. The only fan-voted Awards show. The winners are chosen by fans. All the winners are chosen by fans Monday night. I thought they did a fantastic job on the CBS Television Network for the first time. Congratulations and well done, Leslie Fram and her team in Nashville. News broke early this week that Tish and Billy Ray Cyrus are going their separate ways again. For the third time. Is this number three? Number three. Tish filed for divorce last week. The story is just now getting out. After more than 28 years of marriage, on the basis of, what's that word? Irreconcilable? Irreconcilable differences. What, what's that mean? I just can't get along. Okay. Can't make it work. Marks the third time the pair have split. She and Billy Ray Cyrus have not cohabitated in over two years. That line from uh, Tisha's filing in Williamson County Court, which is the rich part of Nashville. What do you make of this? If this is your third time of going so far as to Retain an attorney, meet with the attorney, cut a check for a retainer to the amount of ten, fifteen, twenty, maybe twenty-five thousand dollars just to get your original stuff filed. If you're doing this for the third time, you need to go through with it. If you have if you've thought about it, if you have gone this far three times, it's not meant to be. I wonder why they called it off the first two times. Here's my thoughts on it. I think that some people look at this and like would say they've been married thirty years. 30 years. Can you just not, you know, no, I'm saying I think this is what a lot of people look at is. I'm not saying I agree with this because I don't. That people are like, can you not just live the way you're living and just can, can you though? Can go you though? out to pasture? I, I don't you think though? you can. I don't think you can. I don't think there's a timetable in happiness. I don't think there is. Um, I also think that there's not a timetable on when people have had enough for whatever reason. And sometimes I think when the longer people are married, they think that they're in this like comfort spot and that they can just do and say and, you know, be whatever they want to be. And the person's just going to hang out and be. And I think that goes for husbands, wives, both ways. It's not a, it's not a husband or a wife thing. And that, you know, they can do whatever they want and nothing's going to change because they've been together so long. And I think it, you know, women are interesting creatures. I think that women more so than men, men are very reactive when they get mad or they're not happy with something. Sometimes they're like, that's it. I'm done. Women will stew and stew and stew. Is that healthy, though? I'm not saying it is. But I think, like, sometimes women will keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. And then it, you don't even know what it is. And then at some point, they're like, that's it. That's the thing that tipped it over. So um, 
I don't know, you know, and I don't know who who filed. I mean, obviously she well, filed. Did the third time. I know, but I don't know like who's. I don't know what it is. I mean, who knows? They, maybe they just grew apart, you know, after thirty years. Who knows? Um, but kids are grown. Does that matter? Kids are well grown, right? No, I don't think it does. I don't. I don't think it's healthy to stay together just to, for your kids to get to a certain age. I think your kids would actually rather see two happy functioning adults than people who just stay together. And I think it's. We've talked about this before. I think it's very unnerving to kids to think that their parents had a really good marriage and then all of a sudden one of them hits the road and they're like, well, you know, I was never happy. It's like, wait, what? Because then those kids are questioning their entire existence, their entire childhood. Was it reality? Was it real? Was, did they really feel this way about me? Did they make it up? Were they phoning it in? So, But if there were challenges in the marriage, and let's say the kid is in their, in their teens or even younger than that, if they're, are you going to alert your child to, to challenges? By challenges, I mean, it could be anything. It could be anything. You, you wouldn't you wouldn't have that conversation with a 10-year-old, right, or a 12-year-old. Hey, listen, your mom and I are kind of, you know, every now and then we hit a rough spot. And, I mean, you can't do that. No, I don't think that, but I think your kids need to see reality, which is that people do argue, and they work it out. And I think one of the one of the biggest things that you can teach your kids, and this kind of goes counterproductive to what we were just talking about, is, well, two things. And one is that you can argue and you can overcome that just because you argue with someone, because I think sometimes like then when they start dating, I always joked about this about you, because in your first marriage, when you and I first got together, if we had one argument, you were like grabbing your microwave. Because in, I, I, not much, but a little more than a microwave. But in your lifetime, your parents, like when they argue, right. they split My up. My dad grabbed the microwave. There was like, there's only one path. And that is, if you argue, you're done. You're done. There's no resolving it. And that there's, was a learned behavior. Sure. There's no working through it. There's no... You know, trying to figure it out, trying to make it work. So that, you know, and you became obviously much better about that. So I think you have to teach your kids that, that it's normal to disagree, but still love each other. You know, not, it, it's unrealistic for your kids to think that you all, everything's always happy, 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 and that you never, you know, disagree on anything. It doesn't, again, it doesn't mean that you're not going to be together. But on the second part of that, I think it's also very important to teach your kids that your happiness is important. And that, you know, boundaries are important and you have to, um, you have to show them that, you know, if, if you're in a situation where it's not working for you or you're not happy, then again, it's kind of like being on that plane and they tell you, put the mask on yourself first, not your kids, put the oxygen mask on yourself first. So explain that to me. Well, you know. If you're right, if you're on a plane, there's a lot of turbulence and the mask falls down. The first thing that they will, they tell you this before the mask even falls down. They're like, if you're traveling with small children, secure the mask on yourself first. So as moms, as women and men, it's not, I don't know, it's necessarily just a women thing. We have a tendency to put the mask on everybody else. Like, let me make sure you're okay. Are you okay? Let me get the mask on you first. Meanwhile, you're over there like, choking yourself to death because you don't have any oxygen. The plane's going down. But you're taking care of everybody else. But you're taking like care of everybody Teresa. else. So the point is, is that in order to be healthy, happy, and be able to help other people, you have to take care of yourself first. Self-care is incredibly important. Self-love, self-care, self-worth, boundaries, very important. So put the oxygen mask on yourself. First. First. On the plane and in life. And then start to make decisions for how you're going to help other people. It is after 30 years, five amazing children, and a lifetime of memories. We have decided to go our separate ways, not with sadness, but with love 
in our hearts. How many times do we read or see a statement like that from celebrities? I just don't think you should say that. I think you should just say, listen, we can't freaking stand each other. Well, but but maybe that's not the case, though. Maybe it's not. But if you can't stand each other, you need to say, Say yeah, we're going to do the best we can do, a la Kim and Kanye, and just hope for the best. You know what I mean? But if you do genuinely care about each other, it's like we still care about each other, but I, I don't want to sleep beside this person anymore. I don't want to make his breakfast anymore. I think you need to be honest. I'm sick and damn tired of like looking for his second sock. You know, whatever it is, you know, just put it out there. Because I think anytime people hear that, it's very triggering when people hear this thing. With love and devotion in our heart. <sighs> and we plan on being the best co-parents we can. No, you we're still, don't. We're still going to be best friends. No, you're going to be sitting in her azalea bush waiting for who she's meeting up with from the dating app to pull in well you're gonna like pump your kids for information you're gonna be like do you think mommy's happy is she really happy which is wrong all the way around all the way around all the way around just let it go let it go third time adina menzeli has been worked into a podcast in the past month i I love that song you and Ask for Donna were live texting the CMT Music Awards on Monday night. Yes, and we were talking about Mary Morris's curtain bangs. I love a curtain bang. If you're on the fence about bangs right now, ladies, um, you know, you got to be careful with a severe bang. When you, Okay, this is nothing. When you get your divorce from your husband, uh-huh. do not run out and get bangs, okay? Because that's what you always want to do. You're like, I'm going to color my hair red, Linda. I'm going to... You know, lose 42 pounds. Yeah, I'm going to lose 42 pounds. I'm getting me a convertible and I'm not wearing a bra anymore. And I'm switching to a thong. And Linda's like, slow your roll, Gina. Are you sure you need to be in a thong right now? No, they're just friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, but Don and I were talking about like, if you want to transition to like a softer bang, you go with a curtain bang. And a curtain bang, what it is, is it can be a bang or you can. Part it la la like a curtain, okay, and it doesn't like look, Caroline Phillips did, yes, and it doesn't look like a bang anymore, it just kind of blends in with your hair. So, curtain bangs are very popular right now. What else did you girls talk about Monday night? We talked about Jason Aldean and Brian Adams, they're a little flat, and um, she is loving the new Miranda song, which I've got to listen to, I haven't heard it yet, but I think I'm gonna add it in her honor to the next um playlist. Go ahead, go ahead and throw it in because I'm let's removing Jody Messina, yes, let's do that. What's the name of the new song? I knew you were going to ask. Um, I'll put a, goggle Put that. a Google on that if you don't mind. Yep. Next episode, Donna, Ask for Donna, will join us on the podcast here as we anticipate, with uh, we prepare with great anticipation, the red, white, and blue All-American pre-Memorial Day parking lot party at Gallery Furniture, Saturday, May 21st, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Come on by. Jonathan Ingram with live music. Going to have the Ninja Pig Barbecue. Great deals and giveaways. Also, a Wolfman lookalike contest with a big prize on the line. How is how big is the prize? What is the prize? Have no idea. Donna and the big reveal next episode of Cadillac Jack, my second act. Browns Bridge Road, 1600 Browns Bridge. Where are you going to find them? In Gainesville. I think it's acting up. What? what? The song from Randall Lambert. No, that's not it. Oh, let me keep looking. Um, I'll keep rolling here with Gallery. You look for that. Strange. Yes. That's yes. It. Okay. Love it. Um, yes. So we want to see you at the parking lot party. We hear your names all the time. And like, I want to put a face with a name. I love to hug people. I'm a hugger. We know this. We've come out of COVID. Free hugging all the way around. I'll hug you once. I'll hug you twice. I'll do a reach around. Whatever you Donna want. Donna choked. I'm just here for the people. Okay? Donna choked. I'm here for the people. You would you would walk out of the studio if I said something that disgusting. Oh, please. Seriously. The things that you've said. Anywho. Um, 
I am going to just, you know, give out free hugs and there's going to be live karaoke featuring you and I. There is? Mm -hmm. Maybe we're going to karaoke. That and uh, the Wolfman Lookalike Contest. We got a lot going on. We're going to record a podcast episode while we're there. Okay. I mean, we may have to get there at a crack of dawn, 7 a.m. Won't be the same without you. Come on by. We'd love to see him personally. Thank you for listening and, and supporting the podcast. And we're so grateful for pod support from Gallery Furniture. Hashtag ask for the Wolfman. Hashtag ask for Donna. And we will see you there Saturday, May 21st in Gainesville. We're also grateful for pod support from T-Mobile. Experience America's largest and fastest 5G network. Delta, Atlanta's hometown airline. The Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast is also brought to you by Brightmore Healthcare. And guests of the My Second Act podcast state properties owned and managed by your Paramount Hospitality Management Group. The brands you know, stand by and trust. Marriott, Hilton, and Weston. You are a business traveler, and your days are busy, hectic, and chaotic. You are a road warrior, under pressure every day to get things closed, to get things done. You demand technology in a business center, Wi-Fi that's free and fast. You must be able to plug in and power up. You are a business traveler, and there's no time to waste. At your hotel, you need to be getting things done or getting rest. At properties owned and managed by Paramount Hospitality Management, you can do both. When your day is done, you want to relax, unwind, and feel at ease. Mingle with other guests in the bright contemporary lobby. Take a swim, hit the gym, or enjoy the cozy outdoor fire pit and barbecue grills. Noonan's free Paramount properties are perfect for the business traveler and perfect for your client. Home to Suites by Hilton, Town Place Suites by Marriott. Both properties are located at Ashley Park. The Hampton Inn by Hilton in Noonan is also a Paramount property. Three great brands, one trusted team. Paramount Hospitality Management. I'm Cadillac Jack. And when I stay at a Paramount property, I'm not a guest. I'm treated like family. And you will be too. The Cadillac Jack My Second Act Podcast is also brought to you by Ford. Built Ford Tough. Scoop your F-Series at Fable Ford and scoop a lifetime powertrain warranty when you buy from Fable Ford. FableFordGA.com. We're classified by Apple Podcasts in two categories, entertainment news and music. Um, We'll fulfill our music obligation or continue to with the number one country song in America this week. Randall Lambert and L. King. And I Don't Want to Go Home is number one. L's second country radio number one, Miranda's tenth. The first solo female duet to reach number one at country radio since what song, Donna? 30, nearly 30 years ago in 1993. The Judds. No. Dang it. Does he love you? Does he love you? Does he love you? Like he's been loving me. Reba McIntyre and Linda Davis. That is the gal from Lady Annabellum's mother. Yes, What's the gal. <laughs> Hillary Scott. Hillary Scott. If you ever went to one of those Reba shows, I am sitting Ooh, here. Golly, I'm sitting here at Lakewood Amphitheater watching the two of them, and they'd be on those. They had the little things that had the little... The risers, like with like, yes. like the yes, um, like a cherry picker. Yes, that's what they were back then. Now they're a lot like really fancy. Now, if you, if they sing it nowadays, they'd probably drop down from like ceiling tiles, like or they'd shoot Reba's them gonna, out of a can. I don't know if Reba's going to be. If anybody can shot be shot out of, out of a can, Reba could at this age. 
But, I mean, they would just go at it. And if you remember, Reba would be, like, in the nice dress, and Linda was in, like, the red the harlot the, dress. Yes, yes. And, I mean, it was just like, oh, my gosh, it was so good. But to have, have, have girl on girl, it's, it's not common, you know, that, that you would have that in, in, in country radio. And I never thought about the Judds. I did not think about the Judds. They would certainly be mm-hmm. considered. I should rephrase that. A first solo female duet to reach number one. Yeah, so the first, so the every song that the judge put out would be considered a, a solo female duet. I would think. Okay, I never thought about that. Yeah. I'm sure it is, but I never thought about that. That's the first people that came to, because I couldn't think of any other. I could See, I couldn't think of anybody. We'll research, we'll put the, the wreckers, research department on that. I mean, you got true, the. True, uh, leave the pieces. Maddie and Tay. True, yeah, so there are some. Uh, Richard the Beaver, uh, check your. Text. Well, I sent you this. Yeah. I mean, aside from the fact that Jennifer, as we mentioned in the last podcast, is an amazing pod peep and has gone by, by to check on Richard. Richard the is the beaver, in case you've been wondering or go back some episodes. This is beaver that um, sh- what blows me away is not that she's checking on him. She has now talked her husband into coming along. Um, uh, is she in blue? No, you're in blue. Yeah. All right, she writes, uh, cars kept getting behind me, so I couldn't stop. I'm thinking it's a bloated groundhog. Was Richard bloated? Well, no, she was worried it wasn't a beaver, and it was just, like, she couldn't see see him well. Yeah, Richard's a beaver. My bad. So then I say, oh, no. Mm -hmm. Not good either way. I'm in Florida until Sunday. I'll swing by then. This is my favorite part. Or try to get Caddy to go by. Yeah, I'm not going to have him. (laughs) <laughs> like I can't get my own okay. husband. She got her husband. I'm just seeing you weren't yes. kidding. I'm reading the, I'm reading the next text. So I can't, let me get this straight. Like I can't get my own husband. This is the beaver I'm worried about. Who's part of our podcast. And I can't get my own husband to drive by. Yeah. Jennifer's husband. So Jennifer's husband, she says, go ahead, read that. Uh, I got my husband to drive by with me in the passenger seat. So I could look better. I'm 99% sure. It's the beaver. I mean, <laughs> What do you think she said to him to get him in that passenger seat? Do you want to see my beaver? That would work, though. Would it? Yeah. Yeah. For most husbands that haven't seen their wife's beaver in 15 years, yeah. If you were to say to your husband, do you want to go see the beaver? You want to see my beaver? Yeah. You want to see my beaver? Yeah. Hop in the passenger seat. And I want to show you my beaver. It's filthy. Filthy. And he's he's thinking like. He's going to get him some beaver. Well, whatever. And then, come on. lo and behold, she's, she's driving through this roundabout three and four times. Do you see him? Do you see him? He's like, I don't see the beaver. When are you going to show it to me? She's like, he's right there in the cul-de-sac. Do you see him? And then the husband gets pissed. This oh, is the he's point pissed. Where he gets pissed because he thinks he's, he's upset. Actually, I'll tell you something. I bet her husband's not. You know what, Caddy? I bet he's not. Is he not? Of course he's no. not, Donna. That was a, Just that, like, there's, that was there's a test. There's that was a, a lot. Test. You, you seem to lump all these men together. There are a lot of men. Tug Cowart would ride around in a circle 200 times. To look for his wife's beaver. No. Because she hadn't given it to him in years. No, that's actually not true. To find Richard the beaver. All right. He would. Why are you talking about other people's beavers and stuff like that? Why do you get make it so filthy? Enjoy all three Spotify hype song playlists when you fly Delta, Atlanta's hometown airline. We had... Each a song to the hype song playlist. Each episode, maybe a song that we've rediscovered, might be a song that we have discovered. 
just a song we want to share with you that we think you'll enjoy as well. Ladies first, as always, what do you got, Donna? I am adding one of my favorite performers. I know yours too, Dirk Bentley. And I am adding uh, Every Mile a Memory. I heard it on the way back from uh, spring break, and I just had my playlist going on random songs, and it came up. And um, it is from his album Long Trip Alone, which was released in 2006. It was one of his earliest albums when he had his curls. Remember those long, yes. floppy little curls? I don't like, I don't like the look right now. I don't. You don't? No. I think he's it just a dad. You know, he's just like a dad performer. Um, but it was the curls and the dog, Jake. Jake and remember? the curls. And I, I vividly remember, I think we've talked about this, you know, before, he opened for Kenny Chesney um, when Kenny played three nights. Was it three or four? Three at Phillips Arena. Three, at, but it was the Omni at the time, right? Was it Phillips Arena? I think it was Phillips Arena. Okay. And we stayed at the Omni Hotel. That's correct. Right. Um, and we took a different client every night. And um, by day three, it was, whew, it was coming off a little rough. Um, Did but, we even go tonight three? I think we discussed not even going. But I think we went. But Dirks would open, and we we were on the floor. We were lucky enough to be down there. And at the time, I mean, he was well-known, but not like he is now. And so, you know, it, it wasn't like the, the pit or the floor was, like, jammed with people. But um, we would just be down there having the biggest time because we were such Dirks Bentley fans. And so when I heard it the other day, I was like, golly. You ever hear a song and you're just – like almost like transported back to them. I know exactly. Absolutely. I know what I had on. That's the great thing about music. I know what I drank that night. I know everything. Well, I'll never drink again. Yeah. And the fact that on day three, I took a pregnancy test. No, no, that's not the way it worked. How did it go? No, no. You took it day one for some reason. I remember this specific, vividly. Day two, I took it. Uh, I think it was day one because I said, why would you? We've no, because they want to have lot. A, yeah. We've invested a lot in this weekend with tickets and suites. And why would you take a pregnancy test on day one of a three night stand with Kenny Chesney in Atlanta? It's probably best to go into a three night stand knowing where you stand. I had a good time. I did. Well, okay. I did too. Anyway, but, yeah. that's what that's at. That's what I'm adding. All right. As promised, I'm adding Cole Swindell. She had me at uh, Heads Carolina. Like I am. Hey, I- Uh, everywhere right now. I'm telling you, he's, he's right, because this is the first new album he's dropped in quite some time, like uh, four years, I think. He was on GMA Tuesday. Yeah, with Lainey Wilson. Yes. Great song. Did you know he's got 10 number one hits? 10. No. Now, that threw me. And so I started doing some research. They're not his 10, all his 10. They're songs that he's written for other people, too. Which I think you forget. people forget what yeah. a great writer he is. And Chris Jansen, who's going uh, to be on this episode of the podcast here in about five, 10 minutes, is another one of those artists that you forget. Hardy's another that, that, that wrote so many hits for other artists, either while they were a star or even before they became a star. Uh, that is the callback song to Jody Messina, Hits Carolina, Tales California from 96. I wish I had an update for you about Jody. I haven't heard from her. Okay, so I thought you were going to give us a peek behind the kimono. And- well, I, I could. I could. I worked backwards on this, and I wish that I hadn't. I could have secured Jody Messina in a phone call. There's no doubt. I, I could have. So you didn't work backwards. You just did it in life. Well, I did, but rather than wait to secure the phone call, to secure the bag, as the kids say. Oh, boy. I went with it on Friday at 5.50 p.m., one hour left in my show, which was absolutely stupid to do. I got to her, uh, and it was her her dog groomer who was the first one. I got the text. Hang on. Yeah, because you were going to tell us. It's her dog groomer who, who reached out to her first and said, listen, there's some fool on the radio right now that is wanting to hear from you. And then her husband, Chris, was the second person to reach out and say, 
I don't know what's going on, Jody, but Cadillac Jack sure is needing to hear from you. Ah. Uh, what does right. the husband do? Chris is in, uh, gosh, he can do it from Griffin. Um, I know. I, I, I have to look okay, for well, You, you do a lot of things from Griffin. Well, from home, I mean. It's, oh, it's, okay. Uh, who would have sent me that? Maybe he, he has an OnlyFans. Jody Messina's husband, Chris? Uh-huh. I, 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 I'll ask her if, if she ever calls. Okay. I don't know that this is the ending that we all thought we were going to have. I'm Tuesday. sorry. I can't help you there. D-Rock, who is a 7 to Midnight personality at the Bear 92.5, where I do afternoon drive, handles an account. He's also in sales. He handles Beacon Security, which is a security company based in, in Spalding County in Griffin. And Jody endorses them. So he has to go back and forth. But, you know, he's a liaison between Jody, the talent, and the client, Beacon Security. Mm-hmm. to coordinate recording commercials and things like that. Whether they're going to come out to put in her camera stuff or what, I don't know. So where's but, this going? What, what did he say? Did he talk to her? He sent her my information and she acknowledged it and said she loves me and that she'll be in touch. Wanted to know if she could leave a voicemail. What? Yeah. <laughs> I said, I know. I, I, I'll, I'll wrap it up myself before we do a voicemail. She, she would have also gotten some traction out of this. She can't just like call and give, give commentary on this something song? Going, there's something going on today. This has been how many days? You're going to piss me out. I'm going to get pissed now. Okay, but I'm just thinking it's been Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, it's been about five days. Tuesday, She's, Wednesday. She, she have some time over the weekend. It's been seven days. Because D-Rock gave her that message. Listen, Caddy has a studio at home. He just needs five minutes with you. He can take it at any time. He's flexible. He'll do it whenever he can. Did he say all that? Yes. He it's says It's been he did. seven okay. days. I'm with you, Donna. I'm with you. It's Jody Messina. What label? Uh, the label list. All right, Jody was sending these texts to D-Rock from my dog groomer. So I'm cracking up listening to 92.5 The Bear, and Cadillac is begging for you to call. I wasn't begging. Who's saying this? The dog groomer? The dog groomer. In a text to Jody Messina. What kind of Jody, dog? I don't know. Which Jody Messina took a screen grab of and sent it to D-Rock. D-Rock then sent it to me. My husband heard he was looking for me, too. Ha ha. He's like, you remember Cadillac Jack? He was the morning show host at Kicks. I was there for like 25 years. She's like, absolutely. Love him to death. Uh, and then it kind of it, it petered out from there. Did she want to know why you were looking for her? Don't know that. I don't have the answer to that question. She didn't say to D-Rock, what does he want? What does he need? So good intentions. Unfortunately, it's another bit where I messed it up and could have done a whole lot better. But it's, I'm a one-man show. I don't have all day. I can't, uh, can't do it all, Don. I can't do it all. Well, I think it was great. I just thought it was I thought it was heading in a different direction. Well, so did I. So did I. I played nine Jody Messina records in a row. Do you think my ratings tanked? Friday afternoon, 6 o'clock hour? Come on. What did your program director say about playing nine? I said nine? a word. I said a word. Do you think she is friends with Travis Tritt? No, I, 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 well, why would that matter? Because he oh, hates you. I, well, so Chris, Chris Jansen just recorded a song with him we talk about coming up in his visit. Wow. Chris Jansen was on the show Monday. How was he? He's great. I don't know. I don't like this. Okay. I've got, I've got some beef with Jody. She needs to pick up the phone and call you. Does she know that this song has been done? Yes. Okay. Yes. New music from Morgan Wallen drops tomorrow. If you're listening on Upload Day, today's April 14th. Tomorrow's Good Friday. Good Friday, Donna. There's a re- yes. Yes, I think. So one of our dear friends and pod peeps, um, a very loyal pod peep, um, Betsy sent us the dummy's guide to. I saw that. Good Friday. And I like, needed to see Well, that. just basically in like Holy Week. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to run down this real quick. We have time. Okay. Palm Sunday. Jesus entered Jerusalem. Okay. It'll be tomorrow if you're listening on Upload Day. That's why it's Good Friday. Okay, no. If you're listening on Upload oh, Day. Oh, that's right. That's, well, Palm Sunday's in our past. That's right. Let's pick up what's going forward. Okay. Pick up a Good Friday. Okay, Good Friday. 
Jesus, but I mean, do, are y'all not going to be lost because you don't know what happened? No, why no, Jesus let's, was let's, okay. We got Morgan Wallen on, okay. in, in queue, standing by. Good Friday. Jesus was crucified on a cross. Darkness covered the whole oh. earth. Okay. So that's one thing that comes up a lot. I think a lot of times people think that Good Friday is like this happy day. It's actually not. It's very somber. Okay. Holy Saturday, Jesus rested in the tomb. Okay. And then resur- Sunday, he rose from the tomb. resurrection right. Sunday, Jesus is risen. And you know what happened, hon? They, they moved the rolled rock. that stone away. Yep, the stone, the rock. When Olivia was in her little um, Bible school, when she was little, that was her favorite thing. To, they'd say, they would always pick on, they would choose her for that, to tell that story. And they'd be like, Olivia, what happened? They, she'd be like, they pushed that stone away. They did. She'd get up there and preach. You remember the song Living the Dream from Dangerous, the double album? Yes. The story essentially was, was Morgan Wallen's story. Partying too hard, drinking too much. Performing nonstop, and it, it ultimately burning, burning the candle ultimately led hands. to his destruction. I think would be a fair statement. Yeah, I look like a rock star, in and out of cop cars, living in a suitcase, trashing hotel bars. I'll see the sunrise. It's because I stayed up all night drinking because I need to. Damn it! What a good life. Morgan's going to release a brand new song tomorrow on Good Friday that no one has heard before. Uh, he he released a snippet on TikTok, which I have for you. We're gonna. Play it for you. Just a second. The name of the song is Don't Think Jesus. If I was him, I said with you. Ain't no helping you. Find someone else to give heaven to. I'm telling you, I shame me. I'd blame me. I'd make me pay for my mistakes. Gosh, it's on that note right there. But I... That's good. That is good. His first new music release since he dropped Broadway Girls with Lil Dunker. Lil Dunk? Lil... No, not Lil Dunkin' Donuts. Lil Dark. Lil Dark. What do you think that means? Like, what? Like, what's your take on that? It's what a redemption song. He did not write it, by the way. The song was written specifically. I haven't seen the songwriter's names anywhere. It was written specifically for Morgan Wallen. It sounds like, I mean, it sounds like something he would write. It's kind of like the, the response song, answer song to Living the Dream. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, so what he's saying is that Jesus didn't blame, didn't shame, right, didn't. Right, right. But I don't think Jesus does it that way. That's strong, right? That is good. I have one suggestion. Okay. You know how I like to suggest new words? I'm sure Morgan's waiting for your suggestions. Like, what if he'd sang it? I don't think Jesus sees it that way. As opposed to... Does it. Dozen number one hits from country artist Chris Jansen. Done. Plus, you know, buy me a boat, fix a drink, drunk girl, good vibes, tremendous songwriter, a very successful, acclaimed songwriter for other folks as well. Chris Jansen joined me on Atlanta's The Bear 92.5 in the afternoon ride with Cadillac Jack. Some of the stuff you're going to hear right now 
didn't even make it to radio. I recorded exclusively for podcasts, including a conversation we have about his Street Week. We talk a lot about Street Weeks during the pod, uh, you know, here at the podcast. Street Week is when an artist drops an album, and the commitment and, and level of, of, of commitment and time they must give to the media to promote the new project. Well, Chris has a new album, his fourth coming out April 29th. He'll be in town with the Bear 92.5 on Friday, April 22nd. So his Street Week falls right after his show. We talk about that, and it's just a real and honest conversation with Chris Jansen about the music business, about Street Week, about balancing being a dad and a husband. Cadillac Jack, my second act podcast with Chris Jansen. I started by asking Chris, uh, this was taped on Monday. Asked him if he and his wife Kelly were going to the CMT Music Awards, and he kind of sidestepped the question and instead said that he's going to see his kid play ball. I don't blame him. I was, we were rolling tape at this point, but I wasn't prepared to use any of this on the radio or on podcast because I'm having a pop tart and you'll hear me smacking. Sorry about that. I asked him uh, what Bo's team's name is. Uh, Redbird. They having a pretty good season? They are having a pretty good season. When the show first went on sale, I said to everybody, I said, you know what? Chris Jansen is not only a great entertainer, he's a great songwriter, he's a great dad, he's a great husband, but he's a showman. And so you get a show that's on, 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 on par with some of the biggest arena shows that are on the road right now. Because, man, you, well, do, you. you bring excitement to a level that I don't think anybody else in this format does. I truly mean that. Truly appreciate you saying that, brother. Thank you. Well, we've known each other a long time, and <clears throat> I know your words are true, so I, I appreciate it more than you can, more than you can imagine. I, uh, you know, I, I just, I think that, that that all accredits to just loving what you do, and I love what I do, man, and I have fun with it. And having hit doesn't hurt the doesn't hurt the equation, right? So, you know, you go through a lot of years when you're coming up early in the business, and you're you're just trying to get that first hit. And now I've got, you know, four, five, six of them, and and not counting the ones I've written for my friends and. Uh, it just makes it that much more fun. I always said, you know what, I said early, early on in my career, I said, man, if I can just get some hits, when I do get some, boy, is it going to, is it going to elevate the game for me? And it did. And, and I just, I'm grateful for those moments and those opportunities. And I have a fantastic time getting up and singing songs that people know me for uh, and performing them with all my heart, all my soul. And <clears throat> of course, I love the state of Georgia. You know, I married a Georgia girl. Um, and so we we have strong ties there. We're looking forward personally to coming uh, and being there. Uh, you know, it's kind of close to kind of close to home uh, on both fronts. You know, tickets are, have gone fast. I know that <clears throat> it's a beautiful amphitheater. And if there's any left at all, I would say, you know, I encourage people to know this is a family uh, friendly show. Uh, we welcome all people of all walks of life, all ages, and uh, and we keep it clean, cool, classy, and fun. And that's the that's the end goal for me, you know, is to keep it family oriented and and a show that everybody can enjoy. With Chris Jansen on Cadillac Jack, the afternoon ride is underway. The Bear ninety two five, all in is your fourth studio album, Chris Jansen, and your Street Week is going to fall uh, a week after we see you in Fayetteville. How do you prepare for Street Week? That conversation is coming up with Chris Jansen. How far did you go back in your catalog of of hits that you've written throughout your entire life? Uh, how far did you go back to pick any for the new album, All In, due on April 29th It's going to drop. Great question. During the height of the shutdown, uh, the pandemic shutdown, which was a which was a great time for me to get creative because I, I needed honestly I needed a, a bit of a break to, to really write some stuff. I don't ever really go too far back in the catalog to, to searching for songs. I mean, there's like 
one song in particular that I did uh, go back and reach back into my catalog for, which was fun. It's called Small Town Big Time, but okay. um, that's just because I've been wanting to cut it for years, and I just never, I just never had a great place for it on an album, and I've, I had room on this one, and I thought, man, perfect timing, so I did. Um, <clears throat> and it's kind of a great tribute piece to some friends of mine, but but overall. They're all new songs. Uh, they're all, you know, new rights and, and things like that and, and new material. Um, the record is by far my favorite that I've ever made. I have some amazing collaborations on this album. Uh, one being with fellow Georgia uh, native himself, Travis Tritt, a great friend of mine. Um, the other collaboration, I actually have two collaborations with Eric Church on this record. Um, one song that we did a duet on called You, Me, and the River. And another one that we wrote together called Flag on the Wall. And uh, so that's a that's a new relationship that's also kind of blossomed over the last year, and a new creative relationship that's been amazing. And I'm I'm so thankful for. I love Eric, and and we've become good buddies. And we're shooting a video, actually this week, um, this coming week, uh, we're shooting a video together for our uh, our duet. And Travis and I shot a video last week for our duet. So, man, I just I you know I'm 36 years old. Uh, I feel extremely confident in who I am as a person, and 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 certainly who I am as a as an artist. Maybe more so now than ever. I, I think that I think that when you kind of reach a certain point in your life, I'm sure you can agree, and I'm sure listeners could agree. When you kind of reach a certain point in your life, there's different there's different little junctures and different little um, stop signs in your life that that you reach, and you just kind of you qu- you quit giving uh, less of a crap about anything right. except what matters. And man, what matters to me is 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 uh, having a great relationship with the Lord, my wife, my kids, my fans, and making the best music possible while I have the opportunity. And you know what? The opportunity is is shinier and brighter than it's ever been. And and we've enjoyed waves of success, which have been amazing, and and we're grateful for every step of the way. So we just uh, we take that and we hop off the next uh, lily pad, man, onto the next go. one, and just continue to have fun. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. Thanks. Street Week will be for you one week after we <laughs> see you in Fayetteville. Um, we talk a lot right. on the radio and also on the podcast about, because I was in radio for my entire life. It's all I've ever done. We talk a lot about an artist and their Street Week when they drop a major project like you're getting ready to do, a fourth album, because you have yep. to carve out so much time. Yep. How do you prepare for a Street Week, Chris? How are you preparing now for the Street Week for the new album that's coming out on the 29th? Another great question. I really don't prepare. Uh, to be honest, and 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 that is how I prepare. I don't, you know, because <clears throat> like I'm a dad first. Like I got a ball game tonight. I mean, we just got off the road. We had two gigantic shows in Florida this week. Um, one outdoor amphitheater. One was at um, Doke After Dark, the stadium show at Florida State. It was amazing. Freaking ten thousand people, just rushing it, killing it. Um, and then, you know, then we zip back home and then we're back in parent mode and dad mode, real life mode, I like to call it, you know. So I don't prepare for street weeks or anything like that. I, I honestly, I let my life lead up to the music business lead my life. And, um, and, and, I, and I have always succeeded better like that. You know, when it comes to street week and it comes to like multiple interviews, one on top of the other and all this crazy rigmarole that most people would really get overly psyched out about and your head spin would make most people's yeah absolutely absolutely i don't let it i don't let it do that to me i um i'll tell you man i don't prepare in the fact that i'd rather i'd rather go turkey hunting or fishing or arrowhead hunting or spend some time with my kids and my wife and just do something normal and by the way that's that's how i that's how chris jansen gets in a good headspace 
to talk about music um, because those are my big inspirations, you know? And so uh, it puts me in a good mood and then it puts me in a good mood to work. And heck, it's, it's not even work at that. It's just, a, it's a, it's the best job in the world, man. When you, when you don't have to work at it, you just, you get to do something. It's a privilege. And um, I always tell people, I tell other artists, uh, especially ones who are kind of coming up underneath me in the business. I say like, I get a questions a lot like, uh, well, how do you deal with this or that? I say, man, you just be yourself, number one, and keep a great positive attitude and keep the humility um, about you the best that you can. Also, just be honest with people and and just be who you are. And that resonates with people. And the more that you resonate with people, the more successful you will be if you stay true to who you are. And and, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm living proof of that. So I, I'm just I'm thankful for those moments. And I, I tell people all the time, heck, they say, you must get tired of talking about this or that or doing that. Man, it must get must get taxing. Huh? I said, no, it's not at all. And I'll tell you why. Because uh, in the in the early stages of the game years ago, I remember what it's like to walk through somewhere and, and nobody to have any clue who you are. And and I know what it's like nowadays to do that. And, and a lot of people know who you are or be kind of whispering over there like, oh, I don't know if I should say anything or what have you. Um, and to be in the public spotlight is a is a heavy responsibility, and you better be wearing it well. Uh, and I'm grateful that people know, you know me. I'm grateful they know my songs, and I'm grateful that they supported me in my career. So that's what it's all about. Without the fans, yes, you got nothing in our job. So um, I'm really grateful for that. And I, hey, I'd be lying to say I didn't love it, man. I I love every second of it. I like to I like to wave at people and smile at people and try to change their day for the better. So when it comes to Street Week and it talks about the business. That's how I handle it. All In, the fourth album from Chris Jansen, is going to drop Friday, April 29th. Chris Jansen with the number one hits. Man, you know them all. You're going to hear them all on Friday night, April 22nd, including, of course, Buy Me a Boat, Fix a Drink, Drunk Girl, Good Vibes, Done, and Bye Mom. Uh, I lost my mom about two weeks after you released that song. Oh, my God. Last fall. I've been unable to listen to it since, but going in, it was uh, a song that helped me and, and helped to guide me and prepare. I hadn't decided how I'm going to handle it Friday when you're in town because well, where is it in the set list? Do you mind me asking? Wow, man. Well, first of all, may I say thank you for that incredible story. And I'm sorry to hear about your mother, but I'm, gosh, that, that is just incredibly humbling. Thank you for sharing. Great song. Um, I don't, thank you. I don't have a set list. Uh, I just, man, I've always, you know, since the beginning of my career, Caddy, I just, write a bunch of songs down on a piece of paper and then just play them at random. I've always been that way. So I, I can't really exactly tell you where it's going to be. It's definitely going to probably take you by surprise, but there'll probably be a little bit of setup preference to it. So you, you get prepared. How do you, how do you coordinate that with the band? <laughs> you know, my guys have been with me for quite some time. I just say, Hey, even to the ones who are newer over the last couple of years, I say, Hey, um, just watch me. And, uh, you ever seen that movie back to the future? Remember oh, yeah. that movie? Absolutely. And when uh, when Michael J. Fox gets on stage and he says, "Just watch me for the changes and try to keep up," yes. remember that? <laughs> and so that's basically that's basically exactly how it is for me when I play, man. Just watch me for the changes and try to keep up. And if you mess up, that's okay because that's just part of music. Um, but man, I just I just kick into it and and you know I I watch a lot of documentaries over the years on people like Hank Jr. and I tour with Hank Jr. a lot, you know, in the early days and Waylon Jennings and things and. And guys like that, they just, you know, people always talked about, they revered them for just kicking into the next song, just kicking into the next song, just getting it done. What you're feeling. That's how I do it. 
That's you, how I you, do it. I, you vibe off the audience a good bit too, I would imagine, Chris. Oh, yeah, I totally vibe off the audience. I mean, the more energy that the audience brings, man, the better I play. So the louder they get, the better I play. I do not like to get artsy-fartsy on stage. I like to get up there and have a good time. Like, we are there to have a rowdy, raucous, fun event. We want to put people in a good mood, sing hit songs, and do it all in the name of country music. And uh, and just remember that we're blessed and, yes, and have a great time. Whether it's a slow song, a fast song, a medium song, it doesn't matter. Uh, and that's that's absolutely the vibe. So I don't ever follow a set list. I just, I just follow my heart. Is there anybody else out there on the road that does that, or that you're aware of? I'm not. No, I mean, Hank Williams is about the only person I know, Hank Jr., um, that does that personally that I know. And uh, Jamie Johnson, he plays, just he just plays uh, from his heart, too. He's a good friend of mine, of course. And um, But, yeah, I'd say me and Hank and Jamie are about the only ones that I know that? of. Do it. I'm sure there are more, but I don't know. I mean, I know Waylon never followed one. Haggard really never followed. I tour with Haggard uh, several times, and he never followed one either, just. Play the next song, you, you know. Go. Play what you play, what you're feeling. That's what I do. Clean, cool, classy, fun with Chris Jansen. Yeah, that's right. Friday, April 22nd, Brightmore Health Grand Theater. Few tickets remain. Grab my can. Uh, Some of us to Kelly. I'll see you guys here in a few days. Safe travels here to the Peach State, and uh, thanks for your time, man, so much. Thank you, bro. I really enjoyed this. Have a great day. All right, see you soon, Chris. Thanks, sir. All right, guys. Uh, listen, this is the Blues Riff and B. Watch me for the changes and try and keep up, okay? And there was a moment that Chris Jansen referenced. 1985, Back to the Future, Marty McFly. Remember, Enchantment Under the Sea was the prom, Donna. Yeah, it's Michael J. Fox, right? Uh, yeah, it's, my, it's Marty McFly, yeah. Yep. And the DeLorean, great movie. Great visit with Chris Jansen. Yeah, he's good. He's a good guy. All in. Audio for this episode of Cadillac Jack, my second act from CBS and CBS This Morning, Universal Studios, Country Music Television, Warner Music Nashville, Kelsey Ballerini on Instagram, and Morgan Wallen and Big Loud Records. Our thanks to executive producers Carl Appen and Hans Appen. Subscribe to The Letter. It's our free weekly e-newsletter component to the podcast and radio show. Four-minute read delivered to your inbox free every Saturday morning at 910. To subscribe, text LEFT ON RED. Red is the color, R-E-D, no spaces, LEFT ON RED to the number 22828. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell and Ingo Studios in Atlanta. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. We just don't need to be waiting. What would you, so what would you say? What would you say to me? For what? About the beaver. What do you mean? So try to get me in the, no joke. Try to get me in the car to go look at your beaver. Not your beaver, beaver, but the beaver. In the cul-de-sac. What, what, okay, what do you think Jennifer said to her husband? No kidding. I need to go find out for Donna and Caddy if this beaver's out here. Okay. And her husband's like, okay, sure, fine. I'll you go. Think, you think you do, though? Yes. He's like, I'll go anywhere with you. Any time I can spend with you is good. I don't care what I'm doing. That's what he said. He didn't say, that's crazy. You're stupid. Why would we do that? I'm not going to do that. That's who, who would say that? Who would say that? Who it's just passion. Cadillac Jack